right, welcome to the More Noise Podcast, where we talk all things art, love, and truth. My name is Jordan. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to us where all podcasts are heard on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. I'm sure the list will probably grow. Um, if you like this show, previous episodes, and you want to listen to future episodes, go ahead and subscribe and rate our podcast on iTunes. That'll help get our name out. And then also, if you like us, go ahead and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hit us up. So I went to a uh, I went to a conference once. It was like a it was a conference at Blackhawk Church it was in Madison, mm-hmm. and it was like about all the different people who have like who serve like in worship in different capacities or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So like, and I was just like the sound guy at that time, like sound guy here at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do sound anymore, but it was like so I went and it was this. Uh, this lady's name is Amina Brown, so she does like spoken word I heard and of her. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she got her own podcast and stuff too. But like she had a whole, she had a cut uh, up breakout session mm-hmm. on like the create finding your creative space and how it's necessary to create to have a creative space to create in. Uh, otherwise, you're always setting yourself up for failure. And when you're trying to create something, you don't have um, a place. I, so I guess my that bring, leads to my question is like I guess what's the what's the, like the perfect space for y'all like to create what you create you know what I mean like what's the perfect setup like what does that look like what is the you know like if you um <laughs> if you go on a, a desert island but you could take everything that you use to create <laughs> like what would it look like um definitely like a giant monitor <laughs> <laughs> at least one two giant monitors. Um, cause I'm also blind and <laughs> <laughs> I like zooming in really close to things and I'm like extremely detailed. Is so I need to zoom in on those two letters and kern them exactly how I want. So, yeah. you know, that would be my setup. Just monitors. <laughs> yeah. A lot of craves are like, put me in the dark with like nothing, just the screen. Nah. It's uh, Cause I see a lot of people's studios that even look like that recording studios, and it's like just one ambient light or whatever, like backlit light, and I'm like that kind of feel a little right, like cramped. No, no, no like definitely like, like sunshine, lots of space. Yeah. The uh, you know the chill hop YouTube live stream playing. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on what I'm creating. If if it's like music, all I need is coffee and uh, yeah. some instrumental or something like that. Uh, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> just just play it out loud. I I feel like I mean last, I mean any music that I've released, yeah, you made the beat. So <laughs> so like I think you know my creative space is just like basically just kicking it and yeah. some coffee and then I think uh, no homo the the chemistry is a uh yeah is a thing so it's just like we already know what it is when we when we do that but then with videography i feel like i guess it's the same give me some coffee Mm -hmm. and space and honestly i feel like the the just doing it is my space like i'm good just i get excited just doing it so right i don't need too much yeah yeah i I don't know i'm in between with it like i think there are times where i'm at home or I'm, i'm doing like a Hey, I'm gonna put this beat video on Instagram or whatever. Like, and I, like, right Can now, we get like, more of those though? huh? Oh, uh, yes, yes. To answer your question. And what's your handle, Lance? Oh, mm. oh, Lord. 
Uh, Red Eye AV. Mm. R E D E. We gonna talk about that AV today or awesome. Hopefully, maybe. Mm. I don't feel like it's important. But oh, okay. the whole point is, is sometimes I like making beats in coffee shops surrounded by people to mm-hmm. feel like there's life around me. That's lit. feel like I'm not like, just doing this thing in an isolated space where yeah. nobody... You know what I mean? Like, it's just something about having mm-hmm. life around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm at the crib and I'm trying to screech out little harmonies like yeah. in my microphone like 9 p.m. Mm. at night. But there, when I, there are times where it's necessary to kind of be in the public you know what i mean like you know like i'm getting into um graphic novels and stuff like that and like creating them and one of the tips from a book i'm reading was like how important it is to even just go to public spaces and <laughs> so it sounds like stalking it's not but like take note people watch and like oh, take yeah. note of sense. how people actually operate i was like oh i didn't i didn't know that was necessary but like i can that see makes how sense that's to necessary, yeah totally you know? mm-hmm Y'all got any uh any snacks or drinks other than coffee that I mean for me it's definitely coffee too, but any snacks that are necessary as well, like for your creative process. Candy. Something that's consistent at least. Candy. Gummies. All any, the candy. Anything yeah, specific? Gummies. Like any like gummies. I or... have very specific ones. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, the brand is called Albanese and they're the twelve flavor <laughs> gummy bears. No, they are the best gummy bears you will ever eat, I swear. Albanese, twelve flavor gummy bears. They're Can like they four dollars bag, but yeah, not sponsored. So. <laughs> Can they sponsor us? That's a plug. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some bougie gummy bears? I like. Where do you go? They're a little bit bougie. Like, are there the rose champagne gummy bears? ones? Oh yeah. They will make That's rose a thing? gummy bears. That is a thing. Only gummy bear connoisseurs know about further gummy So here's my first question. Um, so you have a corporate job now. Yes. And you're a creative in corporate. Uh, what are some of the differences you find in creating for pleasure and creating for corporate? Like, what's the difference? It's a very good question. Yeah. Um, basically, when I'm at work, um, it's all about the client. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, I'm thinking about their branding um, having to follow those guidelines and um, having to always think about what what the goal of whatever project is. So there's a lot of, I guess, you could think of them as restrictions, but some restrictions are actually really good. Um, hmm. I would actually sometimes prefer to have those restrictions than to hmm. just have like a blank, like do literally whatever you want. Like sometimes that's like uh scary. <laughs> too creative. Especially yeah. too creative. You know, like something that I don't know. I've always felt like that too. It's like somebody's paying you for something. I don't need you to like just do whatever. Right. <laughs> like we're gonna be here for a very long time. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of back and forth correspondence. Like, right. It might be a dope exercise. Like when you when you're creating for pleasure, like make a guy like make a give yourself limits. Oh like, yeah. I'm gonna paint with just red and blue. Oh, yeah, that's a popular thing that artists do. Hmm. Um, actually, something that I always did in school or, like, high school when I would do painting classes is to you have your, like, reference photo and then your canvas, mm. like, right next to each other or whatever, or, like, taped on it, hmm. but put your reference photo upside down hmm. and you're painting upside down hmm. um, because it, fo- it forces your brain to just look at everything in, like, shapes hmm. and, like, what it is instead of, oh, I'm looking at a face. Hmm. Like, oh, no, I'm just looking at this, 
weird like angled shape and that's what I'm trying to focus on so yeah I think that's totally something that people do and it is a good thing that's lit it makes me think I just thought about like <laughs> I'm sorry but but like I, I've done some features where I'm like, yo, why didn't I write this for myself? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just like the, the limits. Like, you have to talk about this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think when I just write for myself, it's just like, yo, this can go anywhere. Right. And that's, to me, I'm telling myself, this is the dope part, is that you can make anything right now. But the the limits have, like, when you zero in, like, there's some stuff, like, I feel like one of my... You know, this sounds egotistical, but whatever. But, like, one of my favorite verses that I've written. That's not egotistical whoa, whoa at there, all. buddy. Well, I, I, I get, Be but, proud. Be I guess proud. I'm just talking about... Okay, so... Um, one of my favorite verses that I've written was a feature, like, for yeah. somebody else. And I'm yeah. like, dude, why didn't I write this for myself? And I, I listen to it, I'm like, dude, I really zeroed in. <laughs> like, yeah. on this joint. Yeah. But I didn't write this for myself, like. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, that's dope. So what? What about creating for pleasure? Or do you get exhausted after, like, after creating all day? Yeah. Yes. Corp- really? Yeah. So you don't create for pleasure as much? Um, I do a little bit. Um, so I don't really do like fine art anymore that much. I'd like to get back into it, but, um, just my apartment has so much carpet and it would just be like a mess. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. As far as doing design, like graphic design at home. It is, I do definitely get exhausted, mostly like my brain and just looking at a screen, mm. you know, because I just looked at a screen for eight hours. So it's like, ugh, I can't dying. look again, like anymore. Wow. Um, but I do um, do some freelance stuff. And that's always, again, it's still designing it's still for someone else. For, yeah, it's for hire. But um, like, it's still different. Like, I don't do um, packaging like design at my job at all. Mm. And in some of my freelance stuff, I've got to do some packaging, which is like a whole different beast, and it's really fun. So, mm. um, in that way, I still get to like expand and challenge myself. So, yeah. yeah. Do you find it hard to create on command? Um, no, I no. do not. Um, I actually kind of enjoy when I get uh, like random projects that are like have a tight deadline or something. Mm. But I mean, it's probably partly personality. I'm I'm okay under pressure, mm. so I don't mind that hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always creating on demand, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of uh, I'm used to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like that's this is this is starting to sound like a part of your personality. Yeah. Like you like that, a little bit of like here's where to shoot yes well and that's the thing is like if you're if you're a fine artist you're making art for you and you really have to be in a different mindset when you're creating for other people Mm -hmm. um because it's not about you Mm -hmm. that's why you know designers pretty much should i would say always have a thick skin because it's not about you if someone's saying if you're getting critique from, you know, your boss or whoever, and I actually do that now with designers kind of underneath me, mm. and it's I'm still, like, getting used to that. It's yeah. a little bit, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> mm. But I think that just comes with time. But, um, yeah, so it's like you're not, you're not personally attacking someone. You're not dissing them because ultimately the goal is to create this for 
this Someone client. Sure. So, like, you should not have any personal feelings in it whatsoever. Mm. Does it frustrate you, though? I mean, and, and I don't know if you find yourself either making this mistake when you critique or or when you receive critique from others. Like, does it frustrate you when it's, like, super non-specific or when it's like yeah i just don't know it's just something about it and, <laughs> and like bro yes. like, tell me what the something is yes. <laughs> really get to the next step way quicker yes. oh man yes because uh in i would say from a lot of people um i guess maybe just designers related but um most clients themselves aren't going to be creative people mm-hmm. so they don't know how to express Back. Facts. put into words yeah. facts <laughs> yeah. big facts so you almost have to ask a lot of leading questions and mm-hmm. really keep prodding and keep prodding until you get to the bottom of what they're trying to say mm-hmm. <laughs> there are people that i have to do like every now and then somebody email me out the blue or I oh i know it's got to be horrible for you and that like they they've been referred by like mm. a friend or something like mm-hmm. for um, beats for we're beats, talking right. okay and so and then but like Hey man, you know what are you looking for? So like with me, oh man, right? With <laughs> me, I'm looking even. at like I have actual sounds, waves, <laughs> plugins. I have things that are concrete. Like you have to, like I understand how all these things built together can evoke emotion, but you got to give me, you know, oh. and they'll hit you up with, yeah, hey, I don't know, man, just something like, light, <laughs> with like a choir, and like you know, what? just this sound. I don't, I don't know what that sounds like. Oh like this, is real, this really happened. Like yeah. when one yeah. guy hit me up recently, I'm like, I don't. That's where you have to really ask a ton of questions on the yeah, front yeah, end yeah. and have a huge like sit down meeting and be like, okay, what's yeah. the feeling, the emotions you want? Mm-hmm. And while being polite and, and looking yeah. super engaged. That's hard. I feel like, well, I know you're real straightforward. Yes. Like you're, you're, you're blunt. Yeah, I, I feel like, and you work for corporate, so that makes sense, and you have to be. Yeah, I feel like when I work with like clients for like filming, I I'm still selling mm. to them. So like, I feel like, I, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So so, how about this? And I'm like, <laughs> like still trying to keep that, but inside, I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Uh, yeah, like, what do you mean? Yeah, right. And then I'll stress about it, and then I'll finish it, and they'll be like, you know, you know. Uh, what is it? Knock on wood or whatever. But at the end, it's like, oh, okay, I really like this. It's like you stressed, you like stressed me out. Yeah. yeah. And it was really this simple. Right. Yeah. I know it's got to be crazy for you too, but but I want to ask you this: like, you you say like they kind of going all the way around, like trying to figure out what they want for the beat, but then you also don't like if somebody approaches you and says, make me a Drake-type beat. Oh, yeah. I'm th- <laughs> See, I was <laughs> just going to say, maybe it'd be helpful be to have that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like for videos, like, well, the, the, I don't know. In, in the producer community, the, the, the thought pattern is, there's, so there's, there's like two schools of thought, three of them. It's like okay. five of them. Okay. But like the two main ones is the internet producers, mm-hmm. and then there's like the your traditional producers. Mm-hmm. And so... Like, I kind of, I started making music when the internet producer was on a rise, mm-hmm. and the traditional producer was still, like, important, but, like, people were buying beats all online. Like, that was, you know, a, a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot and of folks. for those who don't know, like, what does a traditional producer mean? Like, yeah. you're yeah. Well, that's, that's, not selling online, or? So, a traditional down. producer is, they're either con- connected with somebody in the industry, or they have a, uh, or they have a manager who's connected with somebody in the industry, and so and, and so they might have a direct link to 
other management, people who represent other artists and other creative groups oh. and stuff like that. And so those, so like Timbaland is like, I'm working with um, Dage Loaf or something like that. Essentially, he's either contacting them directly or his management is contacting their right. management directly. There's no need for no, okay. you know, going on. There doesn't need to be a so lot. Of, they're always like a high end. Oh, for sure. And, and okay. the internet producer, the thought was, well, we can't get in those same rooms. And I don't, I can't get that contact info. I can't. This has been monopolized by these larger producers. So, right. Um, but anyways, I had a, a actual point. Sorry, I probably ruined uh, it. What was the question again? <laughs> no, it was just like. You said, you, you know... Oh, right, the Drake-type beat. Yeah, the Drake-type beat, and, like, you hate that. Yeah, yeah. because, well, on, so as the rise of the internet producer started, you had this type beat phenomenon, like, which is, like, everybody making a beat that's in the likeness or sounds like, mm-hmm. and, to the, and, like and, and I didn't understand it at first myself, just because I grew up, I was in a, grew up in a different, like... I'm a millennial, so I still appreciate the things that happened in the 90s and mm-hmm. in, the, in the 2000s gotcha. and stuff like that. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, you got to go the traditional route. You just got to get big enough. And then, mm-hmm. but I just kept seeing these internet producers that's like, you know, they're making a lot and of money it. off of this. Killing like, it. You know, and they're getting major placements, too, the same way that these traditional producers are. I'm like, yo. But at the same time, I don't like, I'm not going to make a beat that sounds exactly. I'm not gonna copycat another producer. You ain't gotta. Is, you just. This is. If you're producing for Drake, this is what you would make. Then I'm gonna make that for Drake, though. You know what I'm saying, bro? But like, all right. But well, my, my, we ain't gonna have well, my whole point is, is like, I don't think like rappers, singers, other artists in between, like when it comes to production or producer, like, um, I think about like, uh, what's the very first joint that we did? Uh, really weird joint the beat drum doesn't drop until like after you universe trade universe trade mm-hmm. ah okay there's mm-hmm. a super secret pouch of creativity that mm-hmm. was unlocked or activated you know what I mean like when you get to that certain level of a video game or something like that mm-hmm. I feel like like creatives that's the spot you want to be in I don't really want to be in a spot where I have to oh yeah I did it just like okay I copied this in just like this and I sound just like that and mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I don't know if it's helpful, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. That that actually leads me to to my to my other question. Yeah, which is, do you feel the need? I'm gonna pose this to you first, Liana. Okay. Do you feel the need to protect your creativity? Um, like how Lance is saying, because um, I always kind of felt like that. Maybe that's what it what what that was. But in my head, I'm like, Lance, get the bag. But like, mm-hmm. in, uh, there's a. I've always thought that maybe you were just protecting your creativity to a point where, like, no, don't put me in this box and, and make me make YG-type beat, Drake-type beat. Yeah. I, do you feel the need? Now, you spend so much time in corporate where do you feel like, no, I, I don't protect my creativity. I just give it. Um. So when you say protect creativity, you mean, like, you like, think let something's me be an dope. artist. You, right, okay. Um, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can you? No. Um, well, you can't when you... Uh, go ahead. No, right. yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> you really can't because there's countless times where um, you love something and you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the client has other opinions. Yeah. And um, at that point, it's either try to explain yourself, try to talk to them, it can get weird, um, or you just change it. You can't. You just gotta... Yeah, and that's... It's, you know, 
a little part of your soul dies when that happens. Mm. But it's happened to me so many times. I'm just Leanna, a soul as a being. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is your soul still there? No, it's Has gone. corporate sucked it out? It's gone. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, I'll change it. Right. Got it. Do you just ever save any right. some of that? Like, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head. I'm going to oh, use yeah. that for something else. Yes. So, yeah. yes. Um, some of my things that have ha- that's happened to, I'll just stash stash it for my portfolio because mm-hmm. I know it's good. Mm-hmm. So. Fact. Oh, yes. Yep. It is what it is. It's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you feel that way now? Okay, so th- for those who don't know, Leanna Wright is married to Donnie Wright, who's a talented artist and photographer. Um, but you've done some of his branding. Yes. And <laughs> so this is a funny question, but I just wonder how you'll answer. Like, so that's your husband, but then at that point, like, that's also your, I guess, client. Yeah. Like, is that like, what is that conversation like? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would treat it the same way. Um, and he, he would probably have... Like, if he was working with uh, someone else, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have as much say as he does. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I let him do wow. whatever he wants, I guess, kind of. That's a double-edged sword to, mm. like, create with somebody that you know and, you know, in this mm-hmm. case, know and love. So yeah. there's points that you, like, so he gets more leeway, but with other clients, you actually cut them off, like... Yeah. This is it. Yeah. There's, I'm the creator. So it's like X amount of drafts, so there's X amount yes, of, like, Yes, there okay, is. There is... X amount. When we of get things. to this point, <laughs> this is it. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's why it's very, very important. Um, f- as if you're a freelancer, to have contracts and require a deposit up front, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that they're willing to pay that. And if they're not, then they're not serious. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do y'all, both of y'all, get along with other creatives? So, like, I can vibe with creatives in a room full of creatives, but sometimes um, sometimes we are super sensitive. Um, sometimes we're egotistical. Yeah. Um, because we're so, I guess because we're so used to being in control of our creativity, and, and sometimes we make that into a standard yeah. Or whatever of some sort, but like, how do you guys get along with creatives? Have you found it hard to get along with creatives? Oof, never mind. I was gonna ask you, like, man, what? you manage creatives, like, holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, but like, yeah. like, right. do you, do y'all get along with creatives? Do you feel like you get along with creatives? What do you What do you think? That the, you go first. Um, <laughs> man, it's uh, so I've done like stuff where I had to co- like collaborate people on a. Longer term basis, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. and that, this so like that's that's like so like so and I've done that about three different times in my past like, t- decade of like life or sure. whatever, right? Maybe a little longer. And so I've had to work with two, three or more people, and I I didn't realize how. I, I don't know. And part of me wants create like <laughs> it sounds stupid, but part of me wants creativity to be one way, because mm. then at the very least, like everybody will like understand. The problem, the good thing about creativity is like millions of different ways mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's like when it comes to organizing, and it's like, all is right. it ever gonna get done? <laughs> <laughs> so like I, 
so that's that's one thing. The other thing too is like, um, part of me, and it's probably like the problematic part of me. I always have like a, uh, I critique every single thing, mm-hmm. like in p- pick say apart hater. every single Someone thing. Say hater. Mm. But then there are other parts where I'm like, I'm in a room or I'm at a show. Maybe my friends are doing a set, or mm-hmm. maybe my. Maybe you're doing a set. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like somebody is doing something on for display, and I'm able to see it. And I don't know. Part of me feels bad because I'm like, man, they didn't act like. I don't usually don't share. I don't share like unwarranted opinions, but it kind of warps how I look at they art and creativity mm-hmm. sometimes. So all those things affects how my relationships are with certain people. <laughs> start like to skew it. See, yeah, it skews it when I see, okay, ah, he did a show, but he didn't care like at all about this show. Like, And I've seen him at three shows and he's hmm. performed the same songs the same way without yeah. any improvement on like that makes me like that. And so when I'm conversing with him, I'm asking specific questions or mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing like I'm having different dialogue or it's like, oh, oh, OK. Or, you know, in the same way. So, like, I think that affects how my relationships with creatives are when I see mm-hmm. how passionate they are about they or how meticulous they are about their, mm-hmm. their creative projects. Like when I see how much they care about each different detail, like, you know, I, I tend to vibe more with those people than the folks that's like man whatever man like we'll just fix it later or mm. man i recorded this like in a gymnasium and <laughs> in a gymnasium the reverb really, came like with the i just place. gotta get it out like it don't matter wow like because part of me admires the you want to get yeah, it the out, drive you really want like yeah, yeah that's a man, balance i don't know if i can rock with you like that yeah. if you if you don't if you think that that's the way you should own you know what i mean mm. yeah but that's a personal preference you know yeah. what i mean and that affects my relationship i wouldn't even approach some people if i feel they you know what i mean like mm. i don't know that's wrong it's part of that's wrong you have a certain way of looking at things and you're an expert at your craft so when you see people that are like trying to do it and <laughs> not doing a good job it's natural to just be like mm, this is terrible but again i have to be careful of unwarranted opinions like right i'm I'm not gonna be an asshole and just like say you know mean comments like that's not me either so but if someone asked me for my critique then yeah i'll tell you what i think so but yeah to answer the question about getting along with other creatives um for me yeah i think creatives in general are an easygoing bunch of people Mm -hmm. so i'm also that way so i I find it pretty easy to get get just get along with them. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like working with them, I mean, yeah. So back to working with um, my husband, it definitely could be a challenge because he's very creative and he's also like very like um, type A. T- yes, very type A mm-hmm. and very has st- very strong opinions and like knows what he wants. So it's like we definitely butt heads <laughs> when it comes to that stuff y'all similar like (laughs) y'all both are very straight yeah yeah so but then i'll just you know be like no this doesn't look good and it's just like back and forth so uh but you know i love doing stuff for him so it's all good in the end but um yeah and you know in the in the agent i guess my the place i work is a marketing firm it's kind of an agency Mm. but we don't make like ads so it's a little bit of a mixture but um, definitely when I was an up-and-coming designer, I would get frustrated at my boss because I felt like, ugh, like just making me change all these things like over mm. and over again. But now like I'm morphed into that person because <laughs> 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 that's just what you do. You keep, you know, you keep going and keep getting better. And now I've given more responsibility at my job. And now I have to tell other people like, nope, change that. Mm. Go back. 
<laughs> so. I think. Is that all of mine? Yeah. Can I can I get um yes. another one in? This is one of my that's one of my favorite ones actually. Uh. Like what's um. Being a creative, you you have things that you work on. You, some things are simpler than others. Some things take more time than others. And sometimes, like, you wonder, like, if the hours I put in justify what came out. You know what I mean? Like, dang, I spent all this time with this. So I guess my question, like, was there ever a project or something that you worked on that you thought was, like, oh, this is going to be really good? And then in, at the end, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> what did I spend all my time for? Like, what was what was I thinking? What was going through my brain? Like, you know. And I guess, and also a follow up to that is, what do you what do you think happened? Like, what that happened? Like, I guess let's start off with uh, Corey. Me, okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely had that happen. Uh, <laughs> so I have a specific uh, one. So I'm working on music, uh, and the engineer is also creative, also in the group. Immortal girlfriend. What's up, Kev and Will? Nice. Um, hey. Also fire. Friends. Uh, also just won a radio, Milwaukee radio or something like that. Anyway, shout out to them. So anyway, I'm, I'm in the studio with Kev, and we're just supposed to be, <laughs> like, mixing the, the project, the song. But there's, like, you know, like, as you go through the song, you always want to kind of make these kind of uh, like these these mountains and these yeah, valleys, like and in, valleys the, in the yeah. song, um, and so we're trying to find these different parts to to keep the song interesting. So we get to this one little like small like seriously not that not that important part of the song, <laughs> but we spent like the entire session on this, and we were just like. <laughs> Yo, what is this trash? This is like mud. <laughs> like it was garbage, and we spent the entire session on this, and it was like it was like a a bad case of being too creative will never be like in so many words. Like if you're trying hard to be original, you're probably not going to end up being mm-hmm. original. And I think in the same way, like if you have to push that creativity so hard, like yo, you gotta let it, you gotta let that go, or yeah. and come back to it or something. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that's a case of, like, you need to step away from it yeah. and take a couple hours or a couple days and then come back, and then you'll have a whole new, fresh perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all a part of the creative process. My first ever song I ever recorded, uh, shout out to Rob Torres. Um, Top rank. The deal was, you win a battle, you get to do, like, a song in a studio and all that jazz and stuff. And so you made the beat. And, like, I had, like, I didn't know how to write. Like, not really. And so I just knew how to form punchlines. I just knew how to say shocking things at that time. I had, like, maybe a quarter of a verse, like, done. And so I met up one. I was like, it's what I got. So he's helping me construct these random lines. I'm just, I'm going through my book of rhymes. Yeah. And so I piece it all together. We get to the studio. And that's a nightmare because, like, I've never recorded before, so like the concept of like like rapping words that you wrote down on the paper and recorded like in a recorded medium is mad different for me. Like I'm just like, oh. And so I'm like so I hear the song I hear the song afterward. Like I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> and then like I played it. That meant everything to me because I was like, man, I'm gonna record this song and I'm gonna get big, man. Like this is it. Like, you know, like your demo tape. Like and then I learned that like 
that's how production is mm. on a frequent basis. I don't know. That's, that's part of the refining process, though, because that is what you got. You got to get out that crap out of your system, I yep. feel like. Yep. And then it leads to greatness. Mm. <laughs> like, I always have that. Like, when I start on a design project, it's like... I just do all this stuff and it's like, and then you come back to it and you're like, what? Like, this looks terrible. Like, no. But then you just scrap it, start all over again. But I feel like that really is true, like getting it out of your system, like first, just to like get started. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to leave with it, I guess, is just for like other inspiring creatives or people that's trying to, people that don't, maybe you don't think you're creative enough or maybe you haven't kind of, like you haven't even went down the road yet. You're kind of afraid of like what that would look like. I guess what is your advice to people who want to create? Like in general, I have no place to give it. Not anymore. <laughs> but like who want to create, but maybe have those like fears, or maybe they have like misconceptions of what creativity is and stuff like that. Like advice, I guess what y'all would have. Yeah, I mean, creativity isn't everything, so definitely don't like discount yourself um, because you can be creative and. Uh, literally everything and I would say also just get started um it doesn't matter I mean like my portfolio you know five years ago is not what it is now so but just start somewhere like put yourself out there a little bit and um you know get involved with the groups like um seek out those things that you actually want to be a part of um do internships you know Start low, be humble, and work really hard. <laughs> In my position, I'm just I, I'm just a creative person, so I I think honestly, just like don't take it that serious. Like if you have a desire to be creative, just be creative. If you fail at it, just fail. And if you want to keep going at it after failing, just keep learning. I think I think most of I mean everybody. It's it's all about really just learning. Cause, like everybody's saying, like you, you kind of suck in the beginning, like you're, or at least you're not where you're at now, where you were in the beginning, and that's because you failed. I feel like at the end of your life or whatever, when you re- reach whatever age and you start looking back, you, you probably gonna be like, I stressed for no reason. Why didn't I do that? Right. Just do it. You know why not? You know unless this is gonna hurt you <laughs> in some way, or mm-hmm. you know like don't don't say you know what I'm gonna quit my job and be a creative. Because that wouldn't be smart. It's too many resources online for us to not take those attempts, promote ourselves, try try Instagram, try if you're an artist, try SoundCloud or try don't even, you can skip that nowadays. You can just put the stuff straight on your streaming services for, you know for free, which is kind of crazy. So the song of the podcast is called "Struck Gold" by local Milwaukee legend Lex Allen. Struck gold.